Hey, this is a dirty white boy. I want everybody to listen up. I'm live and in color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D and my man Jimmy across the street. Jimmy, I know you're happy today because we got the Dirty White Boy Part 2. And uh, I know I know that's your dude, man. And uh, well, he's, he's become my dude. We talk all the time now. And uh, we just said, hey, let's listen. Because me and him get to talking sometimes. I'm like, shit, I bet Jimmy wishes I was recording this. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I wish I wish every you tell me you're like, man, I just talked to Dirty White Boy for two hours. And I was like, did you hit record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, no, yeah, I, here's your chance, man. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. <laughs> Uh, seriously, like I, I've put this guy over a million times and we'll put him over a million more. This guy was literally the villain of my younger days. And I, I say that in no joking manner, I've probably seen him wrestle probably 15 times at least. And, I, you know, man, he's just a good dude. And that's the thing is like, it just goes to show you that the heels especially the good heels are always the best people, man. He's just a good guy. Things you know? like that. Yeah, he is completely. Yeah. Uh, he he helped mean, you with your toilet. You stuff know? that I don't, you know, he teaches me about <laughs> hunting and stuff. I've never been hunting a day in my life, but Tony's an addict and I don't have nothing against it. And, sure. And I just have yeah. And, uh, you know, he does that a lot and he'll tell me about this and that and how full his freezer is. Yeah. <laughs> Meat and yeah. yeah, he makes his own jerky, dude. We could probably make some <laughs> money on that, you know, yeah. put it out there. But so, here's the thing I do not actively hunt, I have been hunting in the past in my younger mm-hmm. days. My father in law is an avid hunter, he actually bought property just sold for the factor that he could hunt on it. But I support deer hunting more than anything in the world. Here's number one reason mm-hmm. I've probably hit at least three deer with my car, maybe two, you know, growing up in the mountains, living in the mountains. And even here in North Carolina, in the city I live in, there's yeah. deer everywhere, dude. And I want everyone to shoot them as much as they want to <laughs> and shoot them all if they want to, you know, leave enough to make them some more next year. But you know, and I do believe in eating them. They are a very tasty animal. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, shoot them all to me. Because once you've hit one with your car and it's really done some damage, sure. man, I, I remember one night I was driving home from band rehearsal and I came home and it was probably like two in the morning, man. I was driving home and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was in a straight stretch and boom, here comes a big buck deer. And I hit him with the front end and he flips around the side. So not only did he hurt the front end, he dented it. In the side and hit the back too. So yes, again, all you hunters, I'm your number one supporter. So just I've never, man, as many miles as I've driven and on some of the you know the roads, yeah, I have been lucky to never uh, hit a deer. Or that's amazing. That matter. I think I might have hit a a, a possum before, but I swear that's about it. But yeah, you think about that, the number of miles and the types of roads that I've traveled. I ain't never hit a deer. I've seen yeah. them, but I ain't never had one jump out on me. Thank God. That's good. They man, can do some. They can kill you. And all, I mean, dude, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. 
it's it's a big animal, especially some of those bucks. You hit them, and it's it's brutal. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know why I took us off on that story. But yeah, dirty <laughs> white boy and hunting. I hope he gets a bunch of them this year. So yeah, <laughs> off the roads. Yeah. Well, I can't believe he's not hunting today. But hey, what do you say? Let's go talk to him. You want to? Yeah, let's get him on the phone, man. All right, sounds good. We'll be right back with Dirty White Boy Part Two after these messages. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. Guys, we're back for part two of our interview with Jimmy. I don't know if I brought this to your attention yet. And this is Tony. He don't get on uh, Facebook and stuff. But do you know that they will hide the words dirty white boy? If you put that in a comment on Facebook, if you type dirty white boy, it'll be like, oh, this comment's been hidden. It may be hidden. No, I'm serious. I've done it like twice. I tried to type his name in something. So a lot of times, if you've seen my posts, uh, when I posted a, uh, about him last week in my in my toilet, and I just put DWB because it won't let me put Dirty White Boy because it'll try to hide it. I think it's that is anyway. Wild. I know, isn't that wild? You're offensive, Tony Anthony. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> you are offensive to Facebook. <laughs> well, I mean, they deserve it. <laughs> Maybe Facebook's offensive to him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, hey, if people that are not don't have a life, they've always got to try to start one, and they yeah. want to do it at somebody else's expense. And yeah. and I don't know. It's just uh, you know, if you go out and say tomato, <laughs> somebody's going to say like me, mater. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sandwich. So, yeah. I don't pay attention to what people say. 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> never I have and never so will. <laughs> uh, I was I was trying to type your name in because I had to call had to call you last week when my when my toilet was messing up, man. And I, was, I thought it was funny that I never did you get never, it fixed. Never, never had to call you for that before, but nice to, nice <laughs> yeah. But did you get it fixed? I did. It, it worked. Okay. <laughs> okay. But now <laughs> the, it's actually running. Remember, I told you it wasn't running. It wouldn't start running. Now it's running too much. It just keeps cutting on all the time. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Time to call the landlord. Yeah, well, what it is is that flapper valve in the bottom yeah. of the tank. Yeah, that needs to be replaced, and then you'll be all right. All right, yeah. well, I'm gonna get that. You heard it first, right here, right here from, from T.L. Hopper. Yeah. <laughs> T.L. Hopper, white <laughs> boy. I mean, I don't think it's got to be lost on anybody that's listening to this episode right now that T.L. Hopper literally just gave you. That advice. Yeah. Now he's going to morph back into Dirty White Boy, but <laughs> you know, he can he can go to several different characters whenever he needs to. So. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you last episode, if you don't mind me starting this up, is yeah. you know we talked about so many great guys and stuff. We you know we talked about you know Doctor Tom a little bit, and obviously I, I want to talk to you more about him. And and we talked about all kinds of different guys, but we never got any like Buddy Landale stories from you last. Oh, and I would love to hear some good Buddy Landale stuff, man. Uh, well, some of them you can't talk about. <laughs> and that's understandable. Yeah, censor yourself as you wish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, buddy, he was something else. Uh, we went to school together. Yeah. Uh, well, he was uh, a junior, and I was a senior. Uh-huh. And uh, he was... Back then, he he was still combing that hair back, flipping that head, and all that kind of stuff. And, and ladies, man, you know, new kid comes into school and all that. All the the jock and athletes hate him, and yeah. all the women like him. Yeah, and me, exactly. Me, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, I always got along good with Buddy. Uh, he he was full of it. I mean, he was crazy, uh, but. Uh, I always got along with him and uh, had a good time. We were, me and him was making a trip one time. We was leaving late, as usual. Anytime you rode with Buddy or he rode with you, he's going to make you late. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going down through there, and we're scooty-pooting pretty good. And all of a sudden, there's a fire truck in front of us. They got their lights going, sirens are going, there's guys hanging all over the place. And I was like, well, well, buddy comes running, he runs right up on their butt. And I said, buddy, well, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to pass these some bitches. I said, what? I said, buddy, you're going to get us both thrown underneath the jail. You cannot pass one of these vehicles. He said, don't tell me. And about that time, he started around. And I said, we're going to jail. <laughs> and he looked over at me, and by this time we're even, and the uh, the driver's looking down at us like, hey, look at you dumbasses, what are you doing? And uh, I said, slow this thing down, let these guys go. And he did, he said, well, I've never heard that law. I said, well, if we find some blue lights up the road here pointing at you, I yeah. said, you're going to hear a lot more than you want to. <laughs> but, I mean, he'd do crazy stuff like that all the time. Oh, my God. What was it he always said, Wolfie? What was it? Uh, he always – well, to me, I'm sure uh, Tony's heard it too, but get in the ring with him, and if you grab him by the head to pick him up or anything, watch the hair, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like Austin Idol. <laughs> That's what he'd do. You go to pick him up. What's your hair, kid? What's your hair? But it was the same way because 
they bleached it so much it was brittle. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And the reason that I'm bald to today is because those guys jerking mine out, they didn't care. They didn't want me to jerk theirs, but they didn't mind getting handfuls of mine. Yeah. Did, did you, Wilty? <laughs> I, I was a hair grabber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like when you are bald like this, then everybody wants you to pick you up by your ears. So. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Oh That's how you God. get cauliflowered ears. Everybody thinks it's uh, getting punched and all that. No, it's people snatching you up from a dead <laughs> yeah. flat of your back and jerk you to your feet by the ears. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, y'all had a good match. I sent you that match, and I was going to tell the listeners about it. If you hadn't seen it, uh, uh, Paul Neighbors Jr. was the one that sent it to me. The rooster sent me that video of you and Steve Kern. Uh, yeah. it was in Memphis. I believe it was, uh, yeah. had rampage, uh, the rampage ring mat and all that. So that would have been what late eighties. Um, but that was yeah. a hell of a match. And I swear I called Tony and I said to Jimmy, I called Tony and I said, damn, man, I didn't realize your punches were that damn good, man. <laughs> <laughs> hell of punches, man. Yeah. But with him and Steve Kern out there, I think that a lot of them were probably just potatoes. <laughs> All right, well, you, you know, uh, anytime you're wrestling, Steve, you're fighting for your life. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was just trying to stay alive and, and get through it. So uh, Steve is great. I mean, he was a little snug. And uh, at that point in time, I was too. Uh, I'd prefer somebody to be snug with me is to uh, try not to hurt me and make yeah. it look awful. Yeah. You know. 100% agree with that. That was a question somebody sent to me uh, a while back or, or was on my Facebook or something. They asked me that question. Uh, would you rather somebody be overly protective with you or be overly stiff with you? And I said overly stiff with me because if you miss me, I ain't telling you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard Jake the Snake tell a story that Ronnie Garvin's nipples would get hard the harder you would hit him. Are you, is there any truth to that, Dirty? I mean, not that not that you paid attention to Ronnie Garvin. I wasn't nipples. sitting going around just looking at guys' nipples. You know, <laughs> I swear to God, Jake the Snake says it. I'm gonna play the clip on the show if I have to to prove that I didn't make that up. But. Anyway. <laughs> You know, it's like poker player has a tail, you know. Oh, I know what your tail is, you know. You can tell when somebody's got a good hand or when they don't because they ask something they do. Well, it's the same thing in wrestling. You can tell when a guy's getting ready to make his comeback. He'll do something. And you know what Ronnie Garvin's tail was? What? His nipples get hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to this day, it freaks me out. So he guy. was he was so worked up about okay my my comeback he is starting. To make his comeback man and his nipples would get hard and when they did he would get up and kick the living dog shit out of you. <laughs> a lot of those guys you know they they just double tough people and when you nail them they just like yeah now we're getting I love it come on yeah but yeah. when you're just you know actually fighting for your life. And uh, <laughs> praying to God you get through <laughs> through the fifteen or thirty minutes that you've got to go. Yeah, yeah, man. Did you work Ronnie Garvin ever? I know. I think. Oh you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I worked I Ronnie. Him. Yeah, great to work with. But now yeah. he was another one. He was like Kern and uh, uh, everybody else. He he was old school. He, he was snug. He yeah. let you know he was there. 
Yeah. And he would let you know if you wasn't throwing something good enough, he'd let you know about it. Yeah. And come on. Put it in there. That was my best shot. <laughs> I thought I'd knocked your teeth out, but no, you want more? Okay. Yeah. That's it. About broke my hand, but that's okay. Yeah. That's Tipsy Joe, too. Harder, some bitch. Harder. Oh, man. My hand hurts. Fuck you. <laughs> that's it. Let me get a chair. <laughs> and I'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. So Ronnie was on our show not too long ago, and he brought up the fact that he basically abused the hell out of those McGuire twins. Apparently, he would stomp on them until he was about halfway through their stomach. And yeah. <laughs> so he, he said, yeah. did you ever run into those guys at all or those a little before no. your time? Yeah, I they, so. they were before my time. And yeah. By the time yeah. I come around, they were out. And it, I believe they might have passed away by the time that yeah you know i yeah. got up and was yeah. fully going well who was the biggest dude you were ever in the ring with andre the giant yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the dude <laughs> it's like looking at it's like looking at, at a, a house that they set in the ring <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> I want to go home <laughs> was you on his good side Huh? Were you on his good side? Oh, always. Thing? Yeah, I, I love I love the giant and uh, me and Lenny. What really got me over with the giant was Lenny. Yeah, and then yeah. because he loved Lenny. Yeah, he loved that. That was his uh, drinking buddy, and yeah. he loved him. every time we go someplace. If the giant was there, he would look. We'd find out where we were at. Yeah. Well, or especially Lenny. Yeah, and then. We was sharing a room, you'd hear bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and I'd peek out and then he said, Don't o- don't open that door. I said, Don't <laughs> open that door. I said, I'm tired. We ain't gonna get no sleep. Do not open that door. <laughs> and I said, if I don't open it, it's coming off the hinges. <laughs> 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 and I'd pee, I'd ease out and I said, Yes, sir. <laughs> we all sad. He's in bed. He just push. Ne- never say okay or nothing like that. Just duck his head and push. Yeah, yeah. And you get out of his way. Okay, well, I just immediately went to putting my, getting my clothes on and all this. I said, we're, we're leaving. We're going out. Yeah. And then, oh, leave me alone, giant. Leave me alone. He'd reach <laughs> down. He'd kind of bump that bed a little bit. And he, I ain't going. <laughs> then he'd flip the bed. Yeah, he's done that to a lot of people. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, Lenny come crawling out from underneath the bed. I mean, he would literally flip it over on you. Yeah, you yeah. underneath him, you had to crawl out of it. And there's uh, gold balls. He said, "All right, let me get my clothes on." <laughs> <laughs> we go out and then come dragging back in. Yeah, I heard he was a pretty good ladies' man, too. I heard women were just, they would kind of just, like, almost be attracted to him to where it was just like he had plenty of them. Is it, when y'all would go out, Was did you see that he was a bit of a ladies' man? Oh, yeah, they, uh, I think it was just, they got an all of him, or, or I don't know the exact words to say uh, yeah. about, you know, here's this huge guy, right? and, and he's a super nice guy. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure somebody like that be going around walking through the village, picking up uh, innocent children and eating them. Right, like that. right, right. But but he he was really as long as you was on his good side, buddy. You had a friend forever. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. But you didn't want to get on that bad side. Yeah. Yeah, I believe That's that. Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let me hear about that. <laughs> oh, he just, he just uh, he beat uh, Bam Bam bad because Bam Bam was getting a push, but then you go against the Giant, and anybody should know your push is over with. Right, right. <laughs> right then. Then after you get through wrestling the Giant, then you get back to your push. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and then you you don't come up and don't you don't sell for the giant. Oh. I mean, what what kind of moron <laughs> do you have to be? Right. You know, and and Bam Bam he he wasn't that tall. Right, right. He wasn't you know he wasn't six six or anything like that. Yeah, right. And, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, he's about as tall as I am, about six foot. Okay, six one something like okay. that. Yeah. And that was it and had some weight on him. Yeah. But that head, that tattooed head with the flame and everything, I guess got him over or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, he went not trying not to sell for the giant or just he'd, giant had hit him. He'd stagger around. Well, yeah. next time he hit him, he went down. Mm. And, and but I wouldn't have took that beating. I would have broken run. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would not have took a beating like that that he took. Yeah, I mean the chops. God Almighty, it's like mm-hmm. honestly, he, he could slap a car and it just the whole side of it would go in. Wow, just <laughs> be, in yeah. There. Wow, yeah. and then wow. imagine that on your chest. <laughs> Yeah. Or on your back, <laughs> and then them big forearms. Good lord! Yeah, seriously, Kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, stop your heart. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While we're talking about rough and tough dudes, I was thinking this: day. Have, have you ever worked with Hanson, Stan? Stan Hanson? Yeah. Yeah. How'd yeah. that go? Uh, I team. had to work him on TV, and he he's <laughs> snug. Plus, he's blind. Right. Yeah. He was blind. He he threw that big old. He called it the lariat, which yeah. wasn't nothing but a big clothesline. Yeah, right. And right. Uh, he'd come running, and his eyes would be squinted up together. He was <laughs> trying to find you. I was like, "Oh my God, this ain't gonna this ain't gonna end good." <laughs> I'm here. I'm over here. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he he was all right. He he was another one old school big man. Uh, yeah. Believed in laying them in and not that and. Uh, you know, that was fine, but he'd take care of you. Yeah. 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 What about Brody? Another one. Oh, bro, Brody was great. Yeah, really? I love Brody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but there again, if you didn't want to sell him and you thought that you were more than he was, yeah. he would teach you the difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of what ifs out there, Tony, and I've heard a lot of what ifs about him had he lived kind of things. You know, kind of how Terry Funk did the Chainsaw Charlie gimmick in, in WWE there near, you know, it was basically his last main run for the company. Yeah. He did that with Mick Foley. Do you see that maybe Bruiser would have come to WWF and done something? Not maybe that same gimmick because that was totally Terry Funk. But I'm just saying, do you think maybe because I mean, I, I, I know that he was very business-like, but he also didn't put up with bullshit, and sometimes Vince would feed you bullshit and pat you on the back and say, here, have some more. Do you think they could have ever met up and maybe made some money together? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because he liked big, big men. Vince liked big men and uh, rough men. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. You Vince been stupid not to. Not to right. uh, try, you know. 
you get Bruiser Brody, one of the biggest and baddest men in wrestling. Yeah, you take him. You get yeah. yeah, you try your best to get him if you're a good businessman. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's not think about man that would have been pretty cool you know like an attitude era bruiser brody in the wwe i, I could i don't know something about that kind of makes me really i mean obviously you know you regret the passing of him obviously that's no question but i'm just saying oh. all the other what ifs that could have possibly come after that i could i could see him you know i mean i think he would have been a great foil for hogan for a while too you know but you know oh, i yeah. guess I guess that never would have never would have happened now. But, you know, one guy that I want to talk about that I actually remember watching very focusedly. We've had him on the show before. And, you know, I loved your angle with Jake the Snake. Talk about working him, man. Oh, Jake's one of the greatest workers of all time. Yeah. I mean, he's just so smooth and uh, uh, he's just unbelievable uh, as a worker. Yeah. Uh, he... Uh, he knows how to do it, when to do it. He's always thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, and, and he don't hurt you. Yeah. yeah. Unless he drops that snake right in your crotch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he, did, oh. he did that on me just to mess with me. And, uh, we was in Madison Square Gardens. Yeah. Working Jake. And he come up and brought that snake in there. And I you know, I ain't definitely afraid of snake, but I don't, I don't, I don't want one on me. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he got it up there and brought it out and was holding it up, looked around, looked down, grinned at me, and then just dropped it. Right oh my my God. <laughs> I was like, no, man. Oh, Not man. cool. <laughs> Not yeah. cool at all. Seriously. Oh, man. And you're supposed to be somewhat incapacitated by the DDT at that point. Now you're having to start selling the snake, you know? So. <laughs> right. You know, so. <laughs> and then the whole really, time uh, he hooked me, and then he starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> got you. Got you. I said, yeah, I'm going to get you. I'm going to cut his head off. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember thinking like like before I ever got in the business when I was, you know, kind of a young teenager or whatever. I remember thinking, man, if I ever had to wrestle him, man, I don't know what I'd do, you know, because I I am. I cannot stand snakes. I, I You'd have to win is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to win. <laughs> I'm going well, over. <laughs> if that wasn't in the cards for me, I swear to God, man, I don't know, man. I guess I'd have just had to overcome a fear that night, but good. <laughs> I swear, man, I don't know if I could have done it, man. I hate them fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could have because you, you would have got in the moment as far as working Jake. Yeah. Because you've been having a great match. Yeah. And there's no doubt about that. And, uh, oh, Lord. Uh, then when it come time for that, boom, he, he'd put it on you. Boom, boom, boom. And, and he did. He would always watch it and yeah. have control on it. Yeah. But I just remember the promos between y'all were incredible. And, you know, the leading up to it and, you know, that stuff. I, I remember like it was yesterday, honestly. And I just remember, so like Jake is the ultimate, basically what you would call a tweener, right? He could go baby or heel at any time and he could work both great. Now with yeah. you, I, you know, obviously you're the company's top heel. Now, how is it working somebody that's that's kind of rides both lines very well? How, how do you... How do you how do you work that kind of guy versus like your normal baby face? If you don't mind me asking, uh, that I just uh, do my own style, and then with Jake, he'll throw a little bit of both styles in. Yeah, yeah, and which is basically just his one style. And I've always thought, you know, I've seen these uh, 
big bad heels turn baby face and then all of a sudden they want to start drop kicking right. changing everything and yeah uh, yeah and uh cornet came to me and went to talking well you ought to do this and you ought to do this and now damn i said when's the last time you seen dirty white boy do that right right he said well i ain't never seen you do it that's what would be so great about it i said no i said i'm not changing my style this yeah. is the way it's going to be yeah. i'm a heel uh, people's, they're going to, you're going to have some of them that still cuss me, but <laughs> hopefully you'll have some cheer for me and right. they're going to have to cheer my style. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I didn't even like going out, to to the, uh, picture table. Yeah. 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 That and makes sense. Though. Faces, buddy, they'd break and run. I mean, see, if they had had a one minute break, they was out yeah. there, buddy. Right. Picture, picture, picture. And I would go one time. Yeah, I'd go out well, just one time. And that's it. I'd show up, do it, and usually I'd make sure it was only about five, no more than ten minutes, and then I was back inside. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Me and Jamie used to, I, I, I guess, kind of get into it over that because Jamie wanted to be at the gimmick table before the show, at intermission, and you know all that stuff every single week in every single town. I'm like, dude. You're wearing out your your star power, man. I said, you know, <laughs> you start becoming friends with them. Exactly, fans, and, and which, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. and I'm not talking bad about the fans because it wasn't for the fans. Right, be no dirty white boy. Right, you know, right, or or Wolfie D or yeah. you know Hulk Hogan or anybody. Right, they, we wouldn't have. Them. Uh, but you got to be able to separate that. They look as you. They look at you like you're a superstar. Mm-hmm. Well, if you keep hanging around them day in and day out, being real nice, shaking their hands, you know, and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and getting over friendly with them, then that brings you down to their level. Yeah. Right. To which right. that's not a bad level to be on because there's sure. some great people in this world. Yeah. Right. Sure. Fans, some of the greatest. Right. But you've got to make you you've got to keep that distance. Yeah. And there, you know, I think I've talked about this on here before. There are no, there's very few, I'll say, superstars. And I'm talking about not just in wrestling. I'm talking about in uh, in entertainment in general. I mean, you you have people like, there, there's no more Dolly Partons. There's no more Elvises. The ones that you, you don't even see Dolly unless she's on stage somewhere. You know, right. you don't find pictures of her in the tabloids. <laughs> None of that, man, because she's a star, man. And, and, and I always just, breaking into the wrestling business, always heard, you know, uh, talk about going to the gimmick table too much. I uh, forget who said it to me, but it was like, you don't ever see Elvis sitting out in the crowd, you know? Right. It, you got to, yeah. Jamie would be on their couch the following week. That's why he was <laughs> making good friends with them. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I always just, and then when you, then when you come out with a new picture, <laughs> they expect yeah. you to give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yes. We're friends. You're supposed to give that to me. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That no is true. Left. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. You know, so one thing that I, I regretted, you know, on the first episode that we didn't get to talk about, you know, is we did talk about the T.L. Hopper deal, but I would love to hear about, I guess, so like basically what I've read, I read about it in Chris Jericho's book and, and I read about it in different books talking about Cornette was like, hey, look, you know, Smoky Mountain's over, but I may have something for y'all. And then it led up to a meeting with Vince to where, if I'm not mistaken, all of y'all were together meeting with Vince at that time. Uh, well, it was me, 
Tracy, uh, the Headbangers. Okay. And uh, The Rock, uh, Bill Irwin. And I'm thinking that was it. I believe it was us five. Okay. That had a meeting at the, uh, at the table with Vince. Yeah. And then he flew us up, talked to us, all that. They took some measurements and all of that, and then shipped us back off the same day. Mm-hmm. Took us back to the airport, and we was gone. And next mm-hmm. thing I know, I'm, I'm getting uh, uh, airline tickets and stuff like that to the next show and all this kind of stuff. Did you all discuss the gimmicks during that meeting, or was that separately? Or uh, He wa- uh, went around the table and just kind of briefly uh, talked to us. You know, while we was all there and everything. And, yeah. Uh, he asked, you know, what were you doing before you done this? And uh, blah, blah, blah. And like a dummy and shot himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, my dad is uh, a clerk and I was doing plumbing work. <laughs> still hover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, man, just shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I heard Tracy just hated the Freddie Joe Floyd gimmick, right? Oh, that yes. was- oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. most guys uh, didn't like their gimmicks. I mean, you know, the rock did and the headbangers did, but uh, me and Tracy and Bill yeah. didn't really care much for them. Yeah. Even though he tried to make the headbangers nuns, <laughs> which yeah. is just wild to me, you know. And then Bill yeah. Irwin on, on those weird. Now, what, his boots had like semi skates on them or something, right? Like it was they were yeah, ankles well, they, at the bottom. The the, uh, the bottom of them were cut real thick, but then they were shaved off. Yeah, yeah. They still had the regular wrestling boot uh, on the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was shaved off into looking like a a, a skate. Ice skate. Yeah, yeah and I said, "How's old to uh, move around?" Then he said, "I've got to." He had to do a lot of work as far as moving, running, and all that, and them things. Yeah, dude, can you imagine that? I mean, no. <laughs> I'll take the plunger. It's fine. That's it. This I can sit over in the corner. <laughs> so he probably had to tape his ankles up pretty good. I'd imagine. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but he he got good moving around on it. I mean, he could ha- have a good match. But you could see him every now and then, especially when he first started. You know, he'd like like stump your toe or something like yeah. that. And I, and kind of yeah. get off balance a little bit, but he yeah. covered it up. So. so, you know, there's always, and obviously you brought this up last year, like there's no chance that there's ever going to be a world champion that's a plumber, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. So did Vince, or an ice you know, skater, or an ice skater, <laughs> hockey player, you know, Freddie Joe Floyd, was that just like a Briscoe kind of gimmick kind of thing? Was that, I've heard that before, maybe like it was uh, taken from some of the names of the Briscoes or something. I don't know. It might have been, I don't know. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Know. Yeah. It probably had Tracy something to do with his Springfield roots, I would imagine. And okay. I think it, I think I've heard Tracy talk about because that. Because as soon as I'd see Tracy at the building and everything, we kept walking up, he'd look at me and say, Hey white boy. Yeah, buddy. He said, You know we're gonna get ambushed tonight. <laughs> 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 oh, and, then, and that was before we even got the car to who we was working or anything like that. Did, Good yeah. look. Then here comes Tracy. He said, "Yep, ambushed." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors and we'll be right back with more live and in color with wolfie d Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. You took a little break as T.O. Hopper, and this is the one thing that I wanted to talk about some, and then you come back as as Uncle Cletus Godwin, basically, and so you, they're the Godwins, they're a babyface, big, bruising, babyface tag team with their manager, Hillbilly Jim. Ultimate babyface tag team, slopping Sonny, doing all these funny things, and then you take a break from T.O. Hopper, and then you come in a few months later as their Uncle Cletus. So at that point, what was going on in your mind as far as like, okay, did they tell you like, hey, Tony, we're going to give you a break, and then you're going to come back? Or was this a totally separate thing, and T.L. was done, and then you came back as Cletus? How did that work? Uh, well, they said, we're going to send you home. We've got some ideas. Go home and grow a beard. Mm. I said, gotcha. what? He said, go home and grow a beard. said, let it get as big and long and full and looking just like, you know, birds are building a nest in it or something. <laughs> you know, just let it go. And I said, all right. So, uh, talking and laying things out uh, for you to come back and manage uh, the Godwins. Okay. Well, now that told me, and not so many words, but I'm figuring, well, okay, hey. They're going to move me up here is managing these guys and these guys are getting pushed. So, uh, I'm thinking I'm looking at dollar signs. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Come back and all this and, uh, went to work and I thought we worked good, uh, together and all this kind of stuff. And then, uh, uh, won the world tag team titles. Exactly. Yeah. Was it ever explained to you that maybe it would be a free birds type thing and you would also work some more or, or, or what do you, was it just straight manager and no, nothing like that? Well, uh, six mans and stuff like that. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, uh, and then cause of Vince Russo is what killed that. Cause he oh. didn't like me oh, and okay. he, 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 at that particular time he was in Vince's ear. And for some mm-hmm. reason, I don't know why I want to listen to him. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he didn't Shiny. like me. And he, he kept on and kept on. He told, and seeing he even changed the Godwin's whole gimmick. Right. Right. He convinced, uh, Vince that nobody ever wears bib overhauls. <laughs> well, you can buy them in any store. So right. uh, what do you mean? Nobody wears them. If you don't wear them, then they ain't going to be able to sell them. So they ain't going to be there. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Leave the city sometime, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Come up my end of the country. Pointer brand, baby. What are you talking about? Right. So that's it. You got a brand new pair for Sundays. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, put your put your Sunday jacket on and go to the church and stuff. Right. So the Cletus gimmick that was it. Did they just let you go with it? Essentially, did they let you because they kind of knew what you you knew what you were doing, or did they give you any kind of direction as to? I mean, to me, I would say, okay, we want to heal. You're going to be the dirty. I mean, you can be the dirty white boy and just be yourself, you know. Or w- yeah. did they try to give you more direction, or how did you? They just well, they knew. Uh, uh, you know, I lived in East Tennessee and I hunted and fished, and I was, you know, in yeah. the country all the time. And uh, they just more or less let me go with it. Yeah. And they kind of uh, who uh, I forget the name that they wanted uh, at Ventruso and. Uh, he wanted it, and it just did, it sounded stupid. Yeah. And yeah. and Hawk come up, and he said, no, he went and got Vince. And said, man, you can't call him there, whatever it was. He said, he, he ought to be like an Uncle Cletus or something like that. And that come out, and I said, my head popped up, and Vince's head popped up. said, well, Uncle Cletus it is. Because <laughs> awesome. of Hawk. That's Hawk, awesome. Hawk's idea. And he said, their brother said, hey. So, because we're going to be working an angle with you, and we don't want no Mister Peabody out here. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I just remember that when I whooped your ass. oh man well talk about the road warriors some we you know we don't we don't get to hear enough about them we we love the road warriors on this show so talk about your interactions especially with hawk and and animal uh hawk uh, hawk was great man him was buddies i mean he's a good guy uh i really don't know anybody that didn't like him yeah Uh, yeah you know don't don't get on his bad side. He's like all the rest of the big men. If you get on his bad side, he's going to smack you around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but uh, animals, different story. He thought uh, he knew everything as far as wrestling was concerned. Well, I'd like to know when the last time that he Greco'd Roman anybody in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> or has he ever even done that? <laughs> you know, he didn't. He's big old strong, both big old strong guys. Uh, incredible bodies gimmicks were great. Yeah. Uh, and what they did, that was it. But don't start thinking you're more than what you are as far as trying to call the shots and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. And right. That, that's what animal was. Yeah. He would do that. And for some reason, me and him just didn't quite see eye ball to eye ball. Yeah. I don't know. It might have been my smart aleck mouth or something. <laughs> Not that I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> you had ran into them before, though, before you were Cletus, right? You had you you'd oh, come yeah. across. No, no, yeah. yeah. I, I worked yeah. with them as uh, Dirty White Boys. Uh, right. In, Su- right. in Superdome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In New yeah. Orleans for Watts. Yeah, I worked with them several times uh grapplers and yeah. as the White Boys, me and Lenny. Yeah, man. I love that. I love that. So one of the biggest things that the listeners got on to me for, and you know, Wolfie, he doesn't hear this because he's the, he's the main guy of the show. I'm the, I'm the one that has to deal with the listeners all the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you listeners. Well, but that's it, true. <laughs> and I so, don't blame Wolfie. <laughs> no, no, I'm picking on the listeners here, but anyway, so continental, one of the things that I regretted not bringing up in the first episode, but I'm, that's why I'm glad we have this part two today, the Dr. Tom feud. You know, it's honestly always one of the 
considered one of the greatest feuds of all time, one of the most brutal feuds of all time. I mean, I remember Lady Mystic saying, I want to talk to Tom Pritchard if you could get him out here, you know, and things like that. But one of the things that a lot of the listeners bring up is, you know, talk about the noose around Dr. Tom's neck. You know, you had him handcuffed and you're dragging him to the ring. Can you talk about that feud as a whole? I would love to hear some stories about that. Uh, well, they, uh, Eddie Gilbert come in as the booker. He was wanting to change things around. He was wanting to change the set around. He wanted a, a new set and all this kind of stuff. So he put me and Tom out there, said, tear the set up. Yeah. Said, tear it, just tear it down. Nothing left of it. And I said, well, the only way that I can do that is if I'm throwing Tom through everything. <laughs> 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 so we sat down, got our heads together, and went to work. And then we went to... Uh, Eddie and told him, give him the idea of what we wanted to do and all this. And he said, okay, yeah, that'd be great. He said, well, I don't know if that's quite violent enough. I said, not quite violent. I said, I'm hanging the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, trust me, it's going to look good. Yeah. So that's when we sent her out there and we spent about an hour putting that uh, black eye on her. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, the cops thought it was real. But right. And told her, said, hey, I'll go back and arrest that son of a bitch right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so anyway, she went out and got him. Well, we had to get rid of Gordon Soley. So yeah. uh, finally got him. I, he was going to go to the back and try to get Tom to come out and then just stay in the back. And uh, that's what happened. Charlie Platt was uh, the other uh, announcer. And uh, they come out there and she kept Tom finally showed up doing great interviews and uh, got his back turned. I come from behind with a chair blasting, pulled the handcuffs, cuffed him, went to tearing up a whole set. He was actually tearing the set down with his shoulders like a football player tackled yeah. somebody. Yeah. And his hands was cuffed behind him. And he yeah. was tearing up stuff, throwing all that stuff down. Then I drug him off the stairs and started down the aisle with him. Put the noose around his neck and started up, up the aisle. Well, I don't know if he's what happened his jeans or something but they were kind of sticking to the uh, floor and he wasn't sliding like he yeah. should yeah. so now he's having to move his legs and put uh you know help get it there and then we got him to uh to the ring and i set him up flipped it over and then i said i'm gonna i'm coming up with you i roll in the ring put my foot on it and i picked him up off the ground mm. he was actually for the split second he was actually off the ground. Mm. Yeah. And then I eased him back down and got him on his toes and tied him off. And then by that time here, uh, here come the troops yeah. to, uh, to run me off and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it was a great deal. Uh, we had, uh, I believe it was mobile. My man, I wasn't for sure. Anyway, he, he jumped me and went to beat me up. He had me about dead and all that. We went outside and uh, there was a six-pack of empty beer bottles sitting there. Mm. And I reached down, grabbed one, and smashed it over Tom's head. Yeah. That thing busted. And he, he hit he hit like I'd just shot him right in the head or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Took a gun yeah. and said, boom. And down he went, and they brought an ambulance and got him and everything. And I jumped in the car, and I, I went back to Birmingham. Yeah. Wide open. Because yeah. people weren't very happy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, those things, uh, me and him had uh, a connection as far as uh, 
we knew what one another wanted mm-hmm. and you know i could look at him and he knew what i wanted him to do yeah. and him vice versa yeah and then if he come running at you with a chair said well okay suck it up <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah because this is gonna hurt <laughs> yeah 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 i'm sure you've heard a lot of people ask you about that though right the feud i mean that's probably one of your biggest questions i'm sure oh yeah 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 and we had uh uh they were very violent and very physical yeah yeah i mean it was about a half shoot or three quarters of a shoot <laughs> now wolfie we learned a few episodes back when we had flash flanagan and trailer park trash on with wolfie d see they they hung wolfie from a balcony one time yeah. and we wolfie said in the show that they had a safe word and if wolfie said the safe word it was time to stop it now did that also happen with you and dr tom <laughs> <He's> no. <laughs> I was say, no no we, we didn't need no stinking safety <laughs> word what's wrong with you <laughs> well, no we're professionals I, I, you I, know I, if one guy dies hey sorry <laughs> it was all for the show so yeah you know hey <laughs> what's wrong with you i was no I was uh really we didn't man. i had to have some kind of say they couldn't hold me there forever yeah the only problem was is it was keep going was the safe word so. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> don't stop <laughs> yeah don't stop don't stop why are they stopping <laughs> man you know that that brings me to want to talk about something else somebody else and i always got along with him had good matches with the man but just talking about like people that could get violent and i think more than one time, New Jack uh, crossed the line. I know you worked with him in Smoky Mountain some, and hell, I worked with him in uh, TNA a little bit. But, man, some of the things that he did to some of these folks, I, you know, come on, man. There's a line, I think. You know, it, yeah, there's, there is a line in all this. He, he kept wanting to do this and that. And when I was working, me and Tracy was working. Yeah. And it's like, no. I just flat <laughs> out, no. I ain't yeah. going to do it. And he, he wanted to bring out some fake blood. Well, first of all, fake blood don't look like blood. Right. Yeah. You can tell <laughs> it's some kind of, you know, made up stuff. Yeah. And he was yeah. wanting to act like he'd stab me in the ear and all that. And I said, don't push anything in my ear. I don't want it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, he started trying to do it anyway. And then that's when, uh, thank God for old Rick Connor, my, my trainer, he did teach me how to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I wrestled my way out of it, and I, talked to him, and I said, no. I said, no, don't try it again. Yeah. yeah. And that basically the only thing I ever said about that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if we had to go, we had to go. You know, I didn't care. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and then when he, he threw that guy, Vic Grimes, off the top of that scaffold about killed the son bitch and said he was trying to kill him, and then he stabbed the other kid. In the, I mean, I'm just surprised that, that Jack didn't get in real big trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he'd leave town beforehand and then let everything smooth down. And all that. I mean, if he'd done some, some of the stuff that he, he'd done these other guys, yeah. and I, to me, and I'd lived through it, I'd have shot him. Yeah. Right. That's a different story. Just, just yeah. come up, you know, it's the Gambino family. You know, you're <laughs> <laughs> good ahead. 
<laughs> now he sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what's funny is in the last episode you brought up working Tracy, and he came to you and he said, uh, "Tony, I, I'm real worried." You know, the clan came up to me and told me. So the same company that y'all are dealing with the clan. New Jack is on the microphone saying things like, I'd like to give a shout out to OJ Simpson. He killed two <laughs> white people and that's a good start. You know, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Like he's saying that same stuff to this in the same company to the same crowds. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, right. man, he had nuclear heat. Apparently he would have had to have, you yeah, know, but it, yeah, but see some of it was like you said too far. Right. Right. Well, he, he lost and, and it, Jim's fault because Jim let it go. Uh, he lost Coca-Cola's sponsorship. Mm. We were going to have Coca-Cola as uh, our main sponsor. That could have changed everything. <laughs> oh, oh but yeah. Yeah. And uh, they said, you got to get them under control. And these were black men that they were dealing with. Right. Mm. Yeah. And then they said, hey, you got to tone New Jack and them down. Man. Yeah. Of course, that was the wrong words to tell Jim Cornette. You don't tell him nothing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and yeah. that, that's what happened. And they, they lost it, so... Man, so recently I, I was on YouTube looking at stuff about Jim Cornette, and obviously he's all over that thing. Were, do you remember hearing about the drive-through incident? And was that common knowledge around the time that it happened, or? When, or did you just hear about Refresh it? Refresh my memory. The, where he goes off on the people at the drive-thru, and I think it's a van full of them, and they're trying to get food at Dairy Queen or Wendy's. I can't remember if it's one yeah, of them. It'd have to be a Wendy's. Wendy's, yeah. And he's, that's he's, the only place you ate. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. So he goes, triple he, with yeah. quadruple cheese on it. Quadruple <laughs> cheese, man. <laughs> yeah, you know. Make it look like just one big orange. <laughs> Boy, I love these cheese, man. I'm telling you yeah. that. He loves yeah. cheese. Did you ever witness any of those meltdowns? A Jim Cornette meltdown? Oh, if you didn't get his order right, oh, it would go off in a yeah. heartbeat. And yeah. I'd be afraid that, you know, why after you cussed everybody and their family and all that, firstborn and all yeah. that. Would you want them? I mean, stop and seriously think about it. Would you want them to fix you something else to eat? No, 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 not a bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah extra hawkers on that too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh, I tried to tell him stuff like that, and he, I best on him. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, yeah. So, speaking of managers, you know, I need to, we get a lot of questions about this guy, right, Wolfie? And I, you don't know who I'm about to say, so I don't know why I said that. But anyway, <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie P. Gossett, you got anything about him you can tell us? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ronnie P. Gossett, Lord have mercy. What can you say? <laughs> I mean, really, what can you say about Ronnie? What was that? You were telling me something about him the other day. Remember that? We we got on the subject of Ronnie P. And you, uh, oh, because he was going to tell you. He told you that he was going to do all the talking or something on an interview. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'll take care of this white boy. I'll do all the talking and all that. And I said, are you out of your mind? Right. I said, they just stuck you out here because you got a little bit of heat on you. And I said, they want us all to have heat. Yeah. I said, I said, you ain't, no. I said, that ain't happening. Right. I said, I, when I go to step in, shut up. Right. <laughs> right. 
Well, you don't have to be a bitch about it. <laughs> I lie. But you don't realize what kind of bitch I can't be. <laughs> he told you Lawler said that that's the way it was going to be. And then you said somebody you t- told Lawler and they were like, no, I didn't fucking say that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Jerry didn't say nothing. I mean, if you couldn't cut a promo, that's a one story, you know, but you obviously yeah. have great promos, you know, so. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad somebody noticed the talent. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. You definitely could. But as far as like riding with them and stuff, did you ever ride with them at all? Or uh, Yeah, a few times. And then I'm like, no, I can't handle this no more. <laughs> uh, a person can only handle so much Ronnie P. Gossett. I understand. Uh, I mean, it's like an 80-year-old woman whining, moaning, groaning, and bitching the whole trip there and all the way back. <laughs> I said, right. I said, won't you ride with Sean Miles? He said, oh, I used to. If he was here, that's who I'd be riding with, white boy. And I said, Every time he'd talk to me, he'd finish it up. White boy. White boy. <laughs> white boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. 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 He, oh, he was in love with uh, Sean. Gotcha. The big fan. I mean, huh? oh, no, not a fan. He was excellent. <laughs> right, I know. He, yeah. he, he, he was, yeah. Yeah. Big, okay, yeah, that's what we'll call it. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big fan. <laughs> and big he was. <laughs> I got him one night, though. He can't, like I said, I liked old boy, but he couldn't get it to where you would like to kill him. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. One night, and then if anybody brought anything, he'd just grab it all. You know, like if somebody brought something in to eat and for everybody, he'd go over and grab it all and just start, I mean, just now you know why he's big. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, I went back, and uh, when I first got on the road, week before, my mama made me cook every day for a week. She taught me how to cook. She said, that way I know that you, you, you won't starve to death. Yeah, you yeah. Can, uh, you can always fix you something to eat. And I said, okay. Well, she taught me how to fix brownies, which ain't nothing to it. Right, right. I, did, I fixed a big old pile of brownies up there. Oh, oh man. Right in there went the X-Lax. <laughs> mixes right oh, in. Oh, my God. Perfect. <laughs> and I went in, I made a good patch on the top. <laughs> and Eddie Gilbert was there, and, I, and a bunch of guys, and I was giving them to him. I said, take one with you. The guy said, oh, I'm on a diet. You know, I'm training. I said, shut up and take it. Yeah. I said, you don't have to eat it. I said, just take it. Right. And boom, I got rid of that, and I tore the top layer of paper off. So I did up, throwed it down. Here come Ronnie strutting in. And him, I set them brownies down. He walked over and said, hmm, put that finger up to his lips, one finger. Yeah. Said, mm, are those fresh brownies? I believe. <laughs> and I said, yeah. I said, I've, somebody give them to me. I said, I've eat all I can. These guys have. I said, bon appetit. Eat it up, buddy. <laughs> he ate that whole thing. Oh, my God. Called me the next day. He said, and we'd just come back from Texas, too. And mm. uh, he said, uh, said Tony, I, I just want to know something. I said, did you have the shits? I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, I think it was something that we ate down in Texas. Just give me the shits. said, I spent all day long on my day off sitting on the toilet. 
<laughs> oh my God! Bless God. That. God bless that little toilet. <laughs> uh, but he did, and uh, uh, you know, harm's yeah. rib, right? Yeah. Harm's right. Rib. That is funny though, because that's just taking. I mean, yeah, that's 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 perfectly placed, in my opinion, as far as a rib goes, man. That's because you already knew he's a, he's he comes in and he eats the food. I mean, it's just it's a layup, right? But still, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> he deserved what he got. Yeah, <laughs> here's it's one a, person I want to know about that. Like, I thought we were friends, man. I really did. Um, went and worked Puerto Rico for him, and hell, worked for him uh, at other places uh, throughout the years, man. And I don't know for some reason, I, I just feel like he, he don't like me no more, and I don't know why, really. But Dutch Mantel, what do you, what do you think about Dutch, man? I've always got along with Dutch. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's he's moody. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's moody, but you know most wrestlers are moody. Uh, yeah, uh, they don't get their way and put your la- lips out, and you know, yeah. except me, I'm not that way. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously, <laughs> but, uh, I'm not that way. <laughs> no, uh, with Dutch, I, I've always I've worked Dutch, uh, tagged with him, worked against him, and all this. And, uh, I've always got along with him. Yeah, you know, but uh, I, I have heard from other other people. He 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 had a tendency he could get all huffy, yeah. you know, at times and, yeah. and stuff. But uh, he never did really with me. Yeah, he's, he's forgot Wolfie's name and everything. Yeah, he acts like he don't even know my name no more. Yeah, he was asking <laughs> what was Jamie's partner. Jamie's partner's name. What was it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so, what was Jamie's partner? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who was that guy, right? I never yeah. forget those. The, the you first give time. me ammo, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I the first it. time me and Jamie ever worked him, uh, you know, we was little undercard heels or whatever uh, in Memphis, and we grabbed him, <laughs> we went to, went to shoot him into the ropes, and we hollered, double backdrop. <laughs> we backed him in, <laughs> and some bitch grabbed onto the ropes like a fucking cat trying to stay out of the bathtub, man. <laughs> yeah. No. He said, fuck you. <laughs> I, don't, I think we ended up elbowing him. But <laughs> yeah. I absolutely loved him and Bob Cottle on. I, I love Bob Cottle. That's literally my, the voice I hear about yeah. wrestling, you know, but you know, I know Lance Russell's up there. Our listeners are shooting me birds right now. I'm not talking about Lance Russell, but I love Bob Cottle. And so him and Bob worked great together. I thought as far as on the smoking oh, yeah. out announced team. Now, yeah. Dutch was a very smart man when it come to putting big words together. Yeah. He'd read the paper all the time yeah. and he'd get stuff out and then he, he would like, turn okay uh man comes in and shoots somebody uh you know in in a liquor store or something like that and he'd read that whole thing then he would take pieces of that and work it around to put it into an interview yeah i mean he could do stuff like that he's real smart about doing that and a good talker Yeah. yeah 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 I worked a show for Burt Prentice and I managed him against Jerry Lawler and he iggied me about 15 to 20 times. I kid you not. And he was like, and he, every iggy said, I want you up on that apron. I want you up to distract the ref. And I'm not joking. I guarantee it was 10, 15 times he iggied me. And <laughs> at the end of the deal, 
you know, and I, I'm still green in my mind as far as things goes. And Lawler is going to punch me and he's going to pop me on the butt with the whip. And he's telling me this and he's like, and I want you out of there like a scalded dog. I want you like you robbed a bank. And at the end of the match, I end up making a mistake and costing Dutch the match. Lawler goes over. I get in the ring. I'm pleading my case. Lawler punches me. I'm down on the ground selling. And then he's supposed to pop me on the butt because I'm supposed to roll over on my side. He's popped me. And I'm thinking in my mind, well, I'm not, it's not going to be a problem to run like a scalded dog if I get hit with that whip, you know? And <laughs> oh, he no. does, I didn't, I didn't feel a thing. So he, he took care of me. But I, as soon as I heard that snap, I was out of there holding my ass like a, it was on fire. <laughs> you know, it, it was great. It was great. But he, in the back, it was just funny because I'm used to talking to, two younger guys in the back and them going over everything in the match. And all they said was, here's the finish. And, and I wasn't used to that. So I was like, okay. And he was like, and I'm going to Iggy you. And you, when I Iggy, you get up on the apron and I, that was it. And that's, I was like, holy cow, there's gotta be a lot more to this match. <laughs> and they, just, they were like, nah, we'll, we'll handle it. And that was it. That's I was it. like, we'll take was a, care of the match. You just do your part. <laughs> you just do your part. You don't get in the way. How about that? You know, that's so. it. <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, uh, I can't believe Dutch hasn't got you on his podcast yet. Tony, what's the deal? Yeah. man? I probably heard that I was friends with Wolfie, so. might be it, actually. We're sorry. We cost the only thing that I can figure. Uh, uh, white boy who? Yeah. Seriously, though, there's a clip, and, and Wolfie sent it to me. It was it was almost funny if it wasn't a little sad that he's talking about, you know, Jamie, we getting, we need to get Jamie Dundee on the show, you know, and he brings up, the, the British guy brings up, yeah, they have PG-13, you know, and, and he's like, yeah, who was his partner? What was his partner's name again? And it's just, yeah. like, come on, Dutch. He's like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he loves you. Yeah. Found but, out who your friends are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sure do. Hey, Demi, I got a really good idea for you right now. And I What's think that? the white boy's going to like this, too. Because you know how every episode, you know, it's not necessarily my favorite part of the show, but I do it to, you know, because I like you, Jimmy. And <laughs> we do ask Wolfie anything. And I, I like answering the fans' questions. But yeah, I got plenty I know of them. for a fact that uh, you've got a little archive from the last time we had White Boy on here where the fans wanted us to ask him some questions. So I have this brilliant idea that today, let's do. Ask white boy anything. Let's do that instead of ask Wolfie. I mean, is he okay with that? Tony, are you cool with that? that? Yeah, let's go and see where that happens. I don't right. want to answer. I'll just say next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I love that. Actually, that's awesome. Great idea, Wolfie D. We'll be right that's back. what I'm here for, Jimmy. Yeah, we'll be right back. DJ, hit the music. Right, we are back with a very special Ask Dirty White Boy Anything. And once again, thank you for being on the show and thank you for answering some of these questions, man. Thank you. Hey, man, you're more than welcome. It's been yeah. my pleasure. Yeah. So, okay, the first question is, uh, Wolfie knows this name more than anybody, is Ben Martin from Facebook, and he asked this question. He's, he's one of our biggest question askers. And so Ben asked this question. He says, how much besides the name change 
did Continental change when David Woods bought the territory from the Fullers? And then also maybe your thoughts of Eddie Gilbert's booking at the time. Oh, well, it changed tremendously uh, because, you know, the Fullers has been a family of wrestling ever since I've been alive. Yeah. And they know about wrestling. And right. when they changed it over, they just more or less say, hey, you give us this big pile of money and we're going to give you this territory. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Swap it out and all that kind of stuff. Now, what does the guy do? You know, he, he had nothing as far as uh, no uh, input or anything in on wrestling. Because yeah. he just didn't know it. And I mean, that wasn't his fault. He just didn't know it. He just liked wrestling, wanted to buy the territory, I guess. He figures, hey, make millions. <laughs> and uh, it didn't quite work out like that. And he was like a kid in the candy store running around, oh, new owner and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it started changing then. And then it brought Eddie Gilbert in. And, of course, Eddie brought uh, Doug and Missy. Yeah. And... and uh, Oh, I forget the guy that worked in the office. He was for Watts, and then come, I forget his name, Jack. Jack Howe, maybe? Or, I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, and they were going, of course, Eddie's going to push himself and push yeah. his brother. Which right. ain't a problem. Everybody knew that was going to happen, but uh, uh, it was getting focused too much on, on uh, Eddie and Missy. And then if the payday was late, you know, Eddie and Missy even kidnapped the checks one time. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they said the only person that they would give them to was a white boy. I'm like, <laughs> now why drag me in on this? Right. Place? Right. Yeah. So, you know, and all the guys, you're going to get her checks and all that. And I said, yeah, well, I had to take a handful of cash to them. Yeah. And then they give the checks to me. Well, I, I went over and Eddie stayed in the back and sent Missy up here and said, Jim checks. And she said, but I don't know. Where's my? I said, hey, don't make me come in there. I said, Eddie, get up here. Yeah, I was screaming yeah. through the house. Yeah. Eddie must get up here and bring me them checks. Quit acting yeah. like this. Yeah. And I looked at Missy. It's like, hey, don't start no shit. Right. We ain't going to be none. <laughs> right. Right. And, don't start uh, none. Long, be... uh, yeah. long story short, uh, they come out with checks. And I had their money. I got the check. And the first thing I did, they went to shut the door, and I put my foot in the door. And I opened them up, and I looked. And uh, there was checks in there, but I found the white boy's check first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got mine and all that kind of stuff. And then it wasn't long after that, and uh, I was gone, and company was folding and all that. And it just, it really never had a chance. Yeah. Yeah. The folders was the only ones that made any money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that question, Ben. As always, you always ask a good in-depth one there, and I appreciate that answer, man. So the next one is from listener Phil Wise. Phil's actually a great singer-songwriter from Johnson City, Tennessee. Go check out his music on YouTube and all that, listeners. And he asked a question. He's a big fan of Continental. He's a big fan of the, the good old days of real wrestling. And he says, rate the following wrestlers as what they were best at. So basically it's three names he's got here. So so as far as Tracy Smothers, how would you rate him as a baby face and as a heel? He's a great baby face. Yeah. Great baby face because he can get the the people, he can get the excitement. He, he you know, it 
takes them back, it makes the fans feel young again. And he yeah. was just a big kid too. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he, he could get it, it by far. He, he was a better baby face than he was a heel. Okay. All right. I'm interested on this one too, is Dr. Tom, because I know you worked with him both ways. So how would you rate him uh, as a baby and as a heel? Uh, he's a better heel. Yeah. yeah. By far. I mean, there's no hands down. He, he's better heel because uh, I used to tell him all the time. I said, you're happy when you're miserable and I said, <laughs> you stay miserable all the time. So I said, you're the happiest person I know. <laughs> you know and, uh, that's the way it is. And, uh, he, uh, he was great. Heel. Great yeah. heel. So I always, you know, he was on the show and he brought up rock and roll and stuff with wrestling and stuff. And I always, I always remember him doing that teasing his hair kind of thing. And I realized he took that from David Lee Roth and he actually brings David Lee Roth up in the conversation we had with him. And I put two and two together, but it was already too late. The interview had ended, but I never realized it. But I think he borrowed a little bit from David Lee Roth on that, that teasing his hair thing that he used to do. Yeah. But yeah. And then the third guy he brings up, and this is the last guy in the question, is how would you rate Dustin Rhodes overall? And then how did you like working with him? Dustin? Yeah, Dustin. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, he's a great wrestler. Yeah. Great wrestler. Everything, every gimmick he's ever done, he's done it to his full full capability, and his capability is very good. I think he's better than his brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. That, I, I, I couldn't agree more actually. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. And, uh, uh, when he first, uh, came to Memphis, he was going, me and him was riding. And I, I guess I was back on the one older guy that would talk to him, take care. And we lived at the same place. So we rode together and talked. And I said, yes, your name is Dustin Rose. Your daddy is Dusty Rose. I said, why don't you do do, do the twisting of the hands, give the big elbow, and all. I said, do everything your daddy does, but add your own stuff in it too. Yeah. He said, well, I just want to be my own man. Uh, my own man. I don't want to be like my dad. And all that. I said, buddy, that's what these people are looking for. They're looking for you. They want to be able to associate you with your father. Yeah. So you give them that spinning them hands around, and twist that button, give that big elbow, that bionic elbow, boom. Down the baby face or the heel goes. I said, and then you can do your own stuff yeah. and get your own identity. But that was a legacy that your father gave you passing down. Mm. He said, well, what kind of makes sense? <laughs> yeah, dummy, go do it. <laughs> <laughs> he was real good at uh, anything that he'd done as far as in the ring. Yeah. And, uh, did you see any Barry Wyndham influence in him at all? I feel like he was almost a little more Barry Wyndham than he was Dusty as far as. Yeah, because they had the, basically the same build. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were both basically the, the same way. And uh, Barry, he's uh, uh, he's great. I've worked him hundreds of times. Yeah. And, uh, he, he's, a, he's a dream to work with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's the son of Black Jack Mulligan, right? I mean, come that's on, it. yeah, that's, that's yeah. I, I've I, it, it, Barry's one of those guys that I just feel like I I don't know why that he didn't have a. I know he won the belt. I know it was later on, but I I don't know why he never had a good run with the the NWA title. I, I would have loved to have seen that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, 
why didn't Dirty White Boy too? What are we talking about here? You know, exactly. come on. <laughs> now you're getting on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're li- I'm lining it up a little better, right? There you go. Did you say line or lining? <laughs> <laughs> lining, lining. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm lining it up. <laughs> Speaking of it. lines, though, we're, yeah. I mean, we're going to bring that up. We've got yeah. to talk about what you just sent me uh, earlier, Jimmy. Uh, Tony, my old manager, uh, Father James Mitchell, is on NWA uh, Power. And, and now, Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong. This, yeah, this was their pay per view. Yeah. And they shoot to a scene of Jim Mitchell and a bunch of, looks like strippers, literally. I mean, I don't know what it was, but there was white lines on the table and they're all partying and just acting like they're snorting lines. I don't know if they were, I don't know, but this is what they had on the show. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're literally doing cocaine on the show. I was on, like, oh, on a pay per view. Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I thought I'd seen it all. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> No joke. <laughs> <laughs> little ghost. too close to home for Jim, especially. So. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Golly. Anyway, wow. yeah, can you, I mean, can, would you ever have imagined you would have seen somebody doing cocaine on a table on a pay-per-view in your <laughs> lifetime, Tony Anthony? No. No, yeah. I, I would not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was Jim Mitchell or Daryl Van Horn, you would have known him, you know. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Ricky Morton is in NWA and then has a lot of influence uh, behind the scenes. Right. Uh, could, that could have been Ricky's idea. Well, I did maybe. <laughs> I maybe posted the question of where's Punky. But, yeah, anyway, <laughs> never mind. Apparently he's he's cleaned up his life and getting stuff. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah cool. All right. Well, the next one and final question of Ask Dirty White Boy Anything is from the Plastic Chic at GMBMPW on Twitter. He says, was there ever anyone that you would have liked to have worked but did not get the chance for some reason or whatever reason? I know you worked everybody, but. <laughs> uh, No, because like you said, I I basically worked everybody that was anybody. Right. Uh, as far right. as that I was concerned. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough uh, when I broke in, I got to, a lot of guys that I'd watched and admired and uh, growing up and all that, I got to work them. And, uh, you know, that, that was a big thrill in itself. So, yeah. uh, no, no. Now, there was one guy uh, started with a W. Jamie's partner. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, I don't know, but Jamie Dundee's partner. Yeah, I'd love to work that guy. <laughs> no, I can't, uh, to be honest, I can't think uh, of anybody uh, that I would have really enjoyed working because right. uh, any name I spit out, I've already worked. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just say this. How about Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania just for the payday? How about that? So. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You want to do it tomorrow? <laughs> for that payday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Slip yeah. on a banana peel, drop the leg, baby. <laughs> right. That's all we need, right? That's yeah. it. One, two, three. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk me out or I'll meet you at the bank? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Tony, man. Thank you for being with us again on this part two. And thank you so much for answering the listeners' questions. We appreciate yeah. that. And- hey, not a problem. It's been a pleasure talking with you guys. Had a good time.
Thank awesome, you. Man. Well, that does it for this week's edition of uh, Ask the Dirty White Boy Anything. It also does it for Live and in Color with Wolfie D, my man Jimmy across the street. And we're going to uh, say goodbye, and we're going to talk to you again next week. Thank you again, Tony Anthony. I'm sure I'll talk to you one day this week, my man. All right, buddy. Thank you so much, Tony. Uh, you're welcome, buddy. Take Amen. care. Yeah. Okay, you too. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. The podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. Hey, 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 it's the Heat Visor Scotty Blaze. Now I'm inviting all of y'all to join me on my brand new podcast, Turning Up the Heat with the Heat Visor Scotty Blaze. What are you waiting for? Come on over and join me. I'll be covering all the events of the day, global, national, pop culture, movies, gaming, whatever sounds interesting. But I'll also be playing some awesome skating shuffle music from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Anything that has a good beat, I'm going to be playing it. You can rest assured. Come on over. T-U-T-H-Radio.com. The podcast is on every major podcast platform. See you then. This is your rock star ring announcer, Aaron Camaro. I'm a man who believes the two greatest art forms ever created are professional wrestling and heavy rock music. So when I'm not hosting the best parties that also happen to be live professional wrestling shows, I'm hosting the Decibel Geek Podcast. Decibel Geek is a weekly podcast that features discussions of all things rock. We're talking the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, Kiss, Ozzy, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Alice in Chains, Pantera, and everything in between. Plus, we'll turn you on to new bands from today that have the same spirit and style that the legends do. 
Decibel Geek is hosted by myself along with Rockin' Pod founder Chris Sinzak. And each week you'll get interviews with famous musicians and industry insiders along with informative, entertaining, humorous, and insightful discussions and most importantly, a passion for the music. So if you love to rock out as much as I do, then this is your invitation to the greatest rock and roll party in all of podcasting. It's Decibel Geek, and it's available right now on all major podcast platforms. Oh yeah. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it, color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap, unlike any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over and forth later. Not here to play games, so you better be You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When my finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. I'm gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. 
This has been a James Rock Street production.